0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to a brand new episode of SCAR. SCAR stands for Seeking Courage and Redemption with Dustin Rivenbart. We have a great podcast lined up for you today. Before we get in too deep to all of that, though, I want to tell you sort of the intent of the podcast, kind of the why are we here? And we are here to work out our trials and tribulations and hardships in such a way that we can begin to unfold God's plan and purpose for our lives. Now, you may be asking, Why do I need to listen to SCAR? Like, what's what's in it for me? And the truth is, we all have stuff. We all have hardships. We all have trials and things that will build up in our lives. And if we don't watch out, they can accumulate in such a way that they even begin to change the trajectory for our lives. And so with all of that, I want to say that it is so important for us to have an outlet Uh, A place that we can come together and share our losses as well as our victories, share our hardships as well as our triumph, and all of that so that we can see the plan and purpose that God has for us. So, in saying that, I want to introduce you to a great guest of mine, Mr. Troy Ismere. Say hello, Troy.
1: Hey, it's great to be here, Dustin. I appreciate you having me on the podcast, and I'm just super excited
0: yes sir did i get that last name right
1: you did yep you is and so, yeah hey, <laughs> hey
0: sometimes troy uh last names can be a doozy i don't care how <laughs> good you know somebody
1: so, um, yeah and, and mine's not an easy one it's not exactly uh joe smith or anything yeah, like man that. but yeah it's uh it's a little bit different but yeah troy is you got all
0: it. all right so troy is uh is basically um he leads a podcast called barbells and brothers and uh I was blessed to be a part of that as well, and so excited about that and also uh troy is is basically a a men 's speaker and and uh, advocate and so tell tell us a little bit about about what you do troy
1: yeah so i 've been in the health and fitness business for over twenty five years in Several different capacities as a personal trainer, as a fitness manager, fitness director, super passionate about health, fitness, nutrition. It's been a part of my life for many, many years, and I I played football in college until I blew up my knee talking about scars. I got about uh, a foot and a half of scars on my right knee from a very devastating knee injury that I had. Um, but that kind of put me on my, my trajectory of becoming passionate about fitness and bodybuilding, and it's been a big part of my life. Um, but God put it on my heart probably about five, six years ago, um, there was something missing. There was something in my missing in my own personal life. There was something missing – in my work, I left a six-figure job in the pharmaceutical industry because God put it on my heart to integrate faith and fitness. Mm. So I started a fitness ministry part time about five years ago, and I've been doing now this full-time ministry uh, for about coming up on three years. and And God put it on my heart to really just focus on on men and. So really, I'm, I'm more about ministry now. I've had a kind of transition mindset for me from a personal trainer, which I still love. Uh, I love helping people get fit. But I realize if I'm not helping people get fit spiritually, mm. if I'm not helping people get stronger mentally, and I'm just changing their outside, the way they look physically, I'm not doing anybody any service. So I'm actually a fitness minister. And a minister is quite simply, it's it's a servant of Christ. It's uh, somebody that's, that's uh, willing to step into this role of being a Jesus follower, helping other people get healthy in mind, body, and spirit. So Barbells and Brothers is really, we're a Christian brotherhood of men who just want to get better as fathers, as sons, as brothers. As leaders, fitness is a platform. Um, what I, I use fitness as a platform, but it's really about ministry, speaking into men's lives and seeing lives transform, which is the amazing part of my job. And we can get into that a little bit more, but it's really about seeing a complete transformation physically, mentally, and spiritually.
0: So, what do you say to the people who may not um, see the value or the importance? of fitness and all of that in their day-to-day walk, someone that just can't get motivated for whatever reason. Uh, what what do you tell that person to entice them into a lifestyle of fitness? Yeah. Uh,
1: and it it's tough, right? You look at uh, the condition of our society right now, three out of four people are overweight or obese. Mm-hmm. And this never comes from a place of judgment. I have my own battles, I have my own struggles. Uh, So a lot of people struggle with with fitness, they struggle with health, they struggle with behavior change. And uh, it's interesting to see some people that that come to me, and they've they've been struggling with this for a long time. They've been struggling with uh, trying to get into shape. Um, And they've kind of lost who they are. Uh, You know, even men, they, they come to me with body image issues, self-doubt issues. Uh, a lot of these guys were athletes yeah. and they've lost that. I call it their inner warrior. Um, and they don't even know where to start because they don't know who they are. Yeah. So I start with them on their, why, you know, looking at their identity, how do they see themselves? Most guys, and i 'm gearing this towards guys, but it 's very applicable to women because my my work is mainly with men, but most i 'll say most people um, they don't they don 't believe in themselves
0: mm-hmm. yeah. they 're
1: so afraid of failure that they don 't even want to start or they, they stop start stop start now who hasn 't stopped and started a diet who hasn 't stopped and started a fitness program who hasn 't been super motivated to lose weight or get in the gym? Or at least uh, you know a few days after New Year's Day. New
0: Year's, yeah. Uh,
1: but but they're they're missing they're missing the main why. So as as a Christian, as a as a believer, you know we we are souls first, right? We all um, we're not you're not a body, but we're soul. We're, we actually are a soul wrapped in human skin. Sure. And but. They're so intertwined. If, if we're not taking care of ourselves from sleep standpoint, from nour- nourishment standpoint, we're not going to be our best self spiritually and, and vice versa. It goes both ways. And I, and I think that's the missing link that we have to go inside out to get fit. And it's more than just calories in, calories out. Uh, how many calories are you going to burn when you exercise? Let's get in the gym and work out. There's so much more behind this. And that's when it, that's when it gets powerful and we got to change our why and our, and our, our body does matter to our faith and God gave us this amazing vessel. And if we're not taking care of it, we're not going to be living our best life.
0: You know, that's so true. And, uh, just to kind of piggyback off of that as a, as a personal life coach, um, I, I do, uh, life coaching with my clients all the time. And I, and, and, uh, the why, what, and when is so important. And so I mm. ask people, okay, they, they are worried about, um, you, you know, maybe it's happiness they want to focus on. I try to focus on five pillars of development, uh, faith, family, finance, fitness, and future. All right. And mm. so when I ask them what their biggest deficit is, let's just go, let's just pick one. Let's say it's, uh, uh, happiness is what they mm. really want to focus on. And, and I want to know why, okay. Why, why do you want to be, why do you want to be happy? All right. And then they'll, they'll usually give me something vague and it'll be, uh, well, it'll just make my life better. Or, uh, why do you want to be happy? Uh, or why do you want to be fit? Uh, well, so I can, um, you know, so I can look better, feel better, but I want to dig down deeper. I want to find the biggest why. Okay. I had one client that I was talking with and he gave me a very vague answer. And when, when we, when we dug down to it and we kept digging as to why, it turned out to be this whole other, so much deeper reason stemming from childhood issues that that was brought out by us just uncovering why you want to value happiness right now, why, why you want to be happy. And so um, it's so huge to know your why because I'm a firm mm-hmm. believer, if you have a big enough why, Troy, then you will succeed, and then you will yeah. then you will be become passionate enough to actually see it through. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's and that's a great point. It's it's kind of that five whys. You just keep asking whys until you really get to the root of of why that person wants to change. And I think. Yeah, we can maybe change on a surface level for a certain period of time. But it's it's about sustainability. It's about long-term lifestyle changes. And most people are looking for quick fixes. Like, yeah, I want to lose 10, 15, 20 pounds. And they might be able to do that. Um, but is it sustainable? And are they are they happy? Are they joyful? Like, we think we'll be happy when I lose 20, 30 pounds or so. But it, it runs so much deeper than that and I've seen I've seen people's lives change through fitness when we dug deeper into the why and yeah. s- seen men step into who they're truly created to be using and I, I use a lot in my work I call them big hairy audacious goals that uh, had, Jim Collins yeah. kind of came up in the business world but I apply that to fitness so I ask my clients uh to set a big, hairy, audacious goal. Now the goal is not about accomplishing, uh, the purpose is not about accomplishing that goal. It's about it's about who are becoming in pursuit of that goal. I don't care if you fail in, in accomplishing that goal. So for instance, one of my clients, uh, he wanted to run a, a 10K, uh, the Boulder Boulder here in Colorado, and he's been wanting to do it for over 10 years. But he was afraid, number one, and this is a, a former af- track athlete, uh, cross country, one of the b- best elite cross country runners uh, in his high school, but he kind of lost that. He had <laughs> died of donuts and beer and yeah. laying on the couch, he had gained like 40 pounds. And I'm like, if, if you could set a goal, do anything that you wanted to do, what would that be? He was I've been wanting to run this boulder boulder for, for 10 years. I'm like, well, why haven't you? Mm. And I'm like, I, I I don't think I can do it. I'm, I'm scared. What if I fail? And I, I just said, go sign up today.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and until you make that commitment, you're probably not going to do it. So to see him, he did do it. His family was there to watch him cross the finish line And to see him not only change physically, but mentally and spiritually. Um, And this was a guy that stopped, started fitness programs over the 10 years. And uh, when he first came to me, he was so racked with self-doubt and he he saw himself as a quitter. I, I said, you have only one thing to do. I'm only asking you to do one thing is to keep showing up. Yep. I don't care if you don't feel like it. I don't care, whatever. You just keep showing up. And now we've been working together for coming up on three years. He's run a ten k. He's run a half marathon. Uh, he's completed the Murph Challenge. If you're familiar with that, yeah, I am. Um, he's going to do a tough mutter. And really, again, it's not about these these fitness goals. It's a part of it. But it's about him growing spiritually. It's about him being a better father, a better son, a better leader, uh, all these things. That's what my work is all about helping men see
0: themselves the way God sees them. So that's so exciting to me. I wanted to do a tough mutter one time, and we were scheduled to do one in Kentucky, and we never went uh, and did it. I live in Alabama, and that was going to be some travel. And the buddy yeah. of mine that lived there, uh, had some things come up, we didn't do it. I've done a Marauder run, which is sim- a mm. very—it is a a small version of a tough mutter, like very small. Yeah. But but we did it, and and it's so exciting and all of that. Uh, but anyway, uh, why target men? Why why did you what what drew you to men's ministry? Yeah, that's a that's a great question.
1: Uh, you know, I I, I think. God is leading me in this direction. Uh, I just feel that there's something missing. There was something missing in my own life. Um, I I was in a bad marriage, Uh, I'm divorced, I've been divorced for about 10 years. I lost who I was as a man in this marriage. Um, it It was really rough and it took me, you know, a number of years to really heal from that. I was emasculated in a marriage and I lost who I was. So I was searching for something, uh, some something that would give me hope. And fortunately, I turned to the Bible. I turned to, I dropped down on my knees, and I, I was raised in a Christian home. I'm actually a PK. My dad was a Lutheran pastor, so I, I was raised in a Christian home. But I never really understood it was about having a personal relationship. With Jesus. And as I started to read the Bible, as men came into my life, uh, a pastor who's still a a very dear friend of mine uh, who mentored me in this process. So I was his personal trainer. So I helped him lose weight, and he was my uh, spiritual trainer. He helped me understand what it was all about. And then a a peer came into my life that we kind of had lost touch and we found we were kind of on these, these paths that were very similar. So I I found these men speaking into my life and me speaking into their life. And I realized how many men are missing that component. They don't have a peer to peer relationship where they can share everything like the deepest, darkest part of, of our souls, with, with one or two other men, and I don't think I would be here today, Dustin, talking to you if I didn't have at least these two men in my life, a pastor, a mentor, and a peer-to-peer relationship, um, so that is why I'm so drawn to men's ministry, and quite honestly, if, if we look at the state of our world right now, we are missing strong men spiritual leaders now i know they're out there um i know there's a lot of them but we need more we need more men to step up and speak the truth not in a churchy way nothing wrong with that but we we need to actually stand up for what we believe in how how women are treated um you know social injustice uh all these things um i i consider myself a spiritual warrior Career. And that means leading with with strength and not, you know, not hitting people over the head, but just being love, showing people love. And I think that's missing. And that's really what this is all about. I lead a men's group called Spiritual Warriors Unite. We meet uh, once a month and we're going to be meeting tomorrow morning. And It's really a bunch of guys just getting together, yeah. being raw sharing what's going on in our lives. And I think that's missing. I think men want to be courageously vulnerable. I just don't think there's a platform. Uh, certainly there's not in church settings. I think these, these smaller groups There's usually going to be about eight to 10 guys. And we just get real, we get raw. It's amazing the stories that I have heard and the healing that's happened and just like, Oh yeah, I'm struggling with that too. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was only me. Um, that is why I'm so called to men's ministry. And it's it's just a, a passion of mine. And I think if you're a guy and you're listening to this this podcast, and if you don't have one guy that knows everything about you,
0: I, I think you're missing out on a lot. You know, um wow, you just unpacked uh a lot of a lot of stuff that I want to try to go back and touch some of it. I too have a couple of guys that I just I just unload on I confide mm-hmm. in and and one in particular and I just you know uh <clears throat> I can see exactly what you're saying the value of that I know that I would not be where I was uh to this day uh mm-hmm. and as strong in my faith if I did not have that but I want to ask you something what what do you think is the reasoning Troy why are men kind of stopping becoming the leaders of their home, why are they backing up and not becoming spiritual yeah. leaders? Why are we losing the man who used to run the local church what yeah. is what is happening yeah that's
1: that's a that's a big question uh, I, I think you know it's it 's multifactorial for sure um, you know I, I think number one is kind of um, there 's so much self doubt I think that men have, I think uh, not thinking that we 're enough, not thinking that we 're good enough, being beat up by this world um, so then there's there 's two responses that men have they become passive or they become overly aggressive, so uh, you know a complacent man, somebody who 's not willing to stand up, somebody who 's you know just laying around on the couch, not being a leader in the family, and then the wife has to do all these responsibilities on her own and you know there's uh, there's a lot of broken homes uh, and then the men not stepping up even if there is divorce then the men not stepping up and being still being the fathers or the providers and things like that or you can go the other direction where men become very aggressive, uh, overcompensation. Um, there's so much narcissism in our society right now. And I think it all really stems like here is my work. If I could boil it down to one simple statement, that's very com- <laughs> complex is men do not see themselves the way God sees them. Mm. They don't see that we're created in God's image that in and, and Jesus was the ultimate Lover and ultimate warrior we are called as men to be both, right We need to have that that balance which is so hard to find, like that sensitivity side, like we 're compassionate we 're empathic we 're we 're good listeners we 're caring we 're putting other people 's needs before our own, but we also have to have that warrior side where we we stand up for what's what's right and standing up for social injustice, uh, standing up for somebody not being treated the way they're they're supposed to be treated. We're supposed to be taking care of this vessel, this our physical being. And three out of four men are overweight or obese, and that's that's wrong. That's not how it's supposed to be. We got to step back into being a warrior. We got to train physically, mentally, and spiritually every single day. And when we start doing that, we're going to step into who God created us to be as warriors, but also as lovers. And we're also created, you know, to have wisdom to share. Uh, We've lost that mentorship of, older men to younger men. Um, men younger men are starving for mentorship we need older men that have walked this journey to step up and mentor young men and we need young men then to step into being willing to be mentored and grow on this journey together and I think until we start to do that and still we get until we get back to that we're we're, we're uh we're going down uh, not a very good path Dustin as you can see
0: yeah, absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't have said it any better. I, I agree 100% that uh, we have to go back to the days where I could sit on my tailgate with my grandfather and, yeah. and, uh, and and he'd have a straw piece of straw hanging out of his, um, <laughs> you know, talking about life. And, and I just think that that's so Uh, I I say that I use that analogy all the time and it's because it's such a true, great analogy of what this life is supposed to be about. Mm -hmm. We need to have a growth mindset and half of that growth mindset is, is, is through leadership, allowing yourself to be led and Mm -hmm. standing up and leading where you need to. And so uh, I think we're, we've lost, we're losing that as a society and and i think we need to get back on track now if you if you are listening to this to this podcast and and maybe on the fence and you're not sure about this whole fitness thing or maybe <laughs> this whole uh uh ministry thing tell me a little bit first of all tell me tell me how you bring the two together all right how how is how is why ministry and fitness? Like what, Mm. and, and, and how did you make that connection and how can I start to implement, uh, that, you know, in my own life? Yeah.
1: Well, I'll kind of relate it to my own personal story. Um, an athlete my whole life passionate about fitness. Like I would get up in sixth grade before uh, school and I'd run five miles. It's, it's been a part of my life for so long Uh, after I blew out my knee playing football in college. I was kind of, I was kind of a lost soul, to be honest with you. I, my identity was as a football player. And then I transitioned into bodybuilding. It was went from Troy, the football player to Troy, The bodybuilder my identity for for so many years Um, but you get to the point where you recognize that when you go through trials when you go through tribulations you can have six-pack abs you can have single digit body fat you can do 25 pull-ups you can do 100 push-ups whatever whatever that physical feat is But it's not going to get you through your darkest days. Um, So, I mean, for a while, I would turn to, you know, bodybuilding. When things weren't going well in my life, I would just go beat myself up in the gym. So I felt good for two hours. It was two hours of an escape. But I I felt horrible afterward. It was like my drug. It was my, my high. So two hours of incredible, you know, being a warrior in the gym. And then I would just be, I would just be. Feel depressed the rest of the day, and I'm like, "There's got to be more." And especially when I went through my divorce, I mean, 18 years of of marriage, two beautiful kids, and I'm like, I didn't want to be divorced. I didn't want to lose my family. And th- it was at that point where, like, I turned to God. I turned to that that spiritual peace because I knew all the training in the world, the physical training in the world, wasn't going to help me. And that's when I started to, to put this together, this, this faith and fitness. And it's really become a part of my life. I remember when I first knew that this is what God wanted me to do. I was still in pharmaceutical sales at the time. Um, I was in pharmaceutical sales for 17 years, health and fitness part-time during that time. And, um, somebody reached out to me, his name is, uh, Brad Bloom. He was the editor and still is a faith and fitness magazine. I had posted something on Instagram and it just happened that he runs a faith and fitness conference and it was in Orlando, my hometown at the time. He said, Hey, Troy, we'd, lo- we'd love to have you there. And I remember going to that conference and I didn't really know that I was starting to dabble with faith and fitness a little bit. And I remember going to that conference, sitting in the front row. I was on the edge of my seat for three days, I couldn't take enough in and I was felt so alive. And I'm like, yes, this is what I meant to do for the rest of my life. And I believe in so much in this ministry that I was willing to quit a six figure job 401k company car pension. I, I'm shopping for a car right now, which really sucks because I've been to have this this big car payment. I didn't have a car payment for 17 years when I was in the pharmaceutical industry, but that's how much I believe in what I'm doing. This is faith and fitness. Like if we're just doing fitness, we're missing out. If we're just working on our spiritual side, we are missing out. They are meant to be together. You look at Jesus, he was He was divine and He was human. So That tells me that we're, we're meant to be three, John one, two, it says, dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. If we're just doing fitness, we're missing out. If we're just doing, working on our faith, we're missing out. It's the integration of faith and fitness. It's about being that whole person in mind, body, and spirit. And that's why I'm, I'm really stepping out of being a personal trainer um, I, I'm letting that part of me go and I'm stepping into I am a minister. I am first and foremost helping people to grow spiritually and you're gonna get fit in the meantime, but my, my focus is more about your spiritual fitness than it is about your physical fitness. Now, they're both going to be combined. Um, I bring scripture into it. I pray with my clients. I encourage them. And I really listen to what they need. I listen to what they need. And I consider myself a healer. I help people
0: heal in mind,
1: body, and spirit.
0: So I love that. I want to take this to the extreme. Okay. I want to take, Read this. There, <laughs> there are, uh, this is something that I've picked up on cause I used to be into powerlifting, uh, and, and me and my wife, we would enter powerlifting competitions. Uh, I know, I know people, uh, I've won a couple amateur shows and like, I, I know, um, that the, the extreme, side of fitness okay and it boils down to all mm. uh, there's an addictive personality in there and so uh with the extreme <laughs> like there yeah and, think? And it, <laughs> right and so there are some people that i know that listen to this podcast right here that's still in the world of steroids and 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 all of that stuff so so let me let me mm. ask you this when we think about sure. that what what is the emotional uh, attachment to fitness that that you have found. What do you think it mm. is that drives someone to that extreme? And what can we do to break that? Not 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 fully, but break it enough that we can mm. find balance spiritually. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: it does. Well, it comes down to identity. It comes down to how do we see ourselves. So troy the football trick player troy the bodybuilder and that becomes who we are right and when we when that gets taken away all of a sudden who are we right so when people so my addiction has been exercised right right so i get praised <laughs> for my addiction yeah i get praised because of how i look and that's external validation right yeah. that that's uh so man, you look great. God, you're fit. Man, I wish I had arms like you. I mean, so there's that swelling of pride. Um, and it becomes our idol. So the time in the in the gym, and it becomes we're putting the way we look before God. Um so our identity is not where it needs to be. And I've I've this is a work in progress for me. This is something I've struggled with for a long time uh you know even to this day is like why am i going to the gym why am i doing these long bike rides i did a i did a hundred mile solo bike ride uh last saturday we could go saturday and i had to really do some soul searching like what is the purpose of this ride so this purpose of this ride was actually it was a rite of passage i wanted to go up this mountain And leave kind of old Troy up there and step into who truly God created me to be. And I think the hardest thing for for us to do is take off our masks and be our authentic self. So I wanted to leave what we'll call my false self, inauthentic self up there and step into who God truly created me to be. So I think the ones who are extreme, that take it to the extreme, and our identity is so wrapped up into these, these physical feats, prowess. Now there's nothing wrong with it. I'm never going to stop working out. I'm never going to stop pushing my body. I'm just shifting my perspective on my why. So my why is to grow in character, to be a better man, to draw closer to God. The the physical part is just a bonus to all of that. I'm always will be in the best physical shape that I can be for my age. I'm 53 years old. I weigh the same now as I, I did in college. And it's more about how am I taking care of my vessel? How am I honoring God with, with this? Um, and I think it's, it's not my identity anymore, isn't around my fitness. Like even just two years ago, Dustin, I was like, I was doing these big bike rides. I was training super hard in the gym. I was super fit, but my body was broken. Mm -hmm. I was fit, but I wasn't healthy. And I really had to ask myself this question. And I work with a coach myself, business life coach. I've been working with her for over four years. She's like, Troy, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And it came down to, I was addicted to exercise. Fitness was my idol. And this was just two years ago. I was in faith and fitness at the time. So don't think I don't struggle with this. I struggle with it all the time, Um, you know, and it's like, you know, some people struggle with food addiction. And that shows up with overweight, obesity. And, you know, I'm, I guess we'll call it lucky enough that, you know, I'm praised for my addiction. Um, but I was broken, like my body hurt so bad that I had tendonitis, in my elbows, my shoulder hurt, my back hurt. And I've made some really serious changes where you know, there's some days I'll just go walk. There's some days I might just do yoga. There's days, um, you know, it's just a recovery in there. We just can't keep beating ourselves up and beating ourselves up. You really got to take a look in the mirror. Like, why am I doing this? And inflammation is real. I mean, it's not healthy. And, you know, you look at some, some of these endurance athletes, um, or bodybuilders, whatever, there's so much inflammation and, you know, steroids, I, I'm fortunate that steroids were never a part of my life. I never have taken steroids. I, um, I just don't believe in them. But it's just look at, you know, um, why are people taking steroids? It's about identity. And it just doesn't make sense to me and not condemning anybody who's done it or doing it. But I, I think it's a time to really look in the mirror and ask yourself why.
0: Sure. and And so we keep, one thing i keep we keep coming back to is the why, and I think you yeah. you talk about uh, you talk about the beating yourself up day in yeah. and day out, yeah. okay. That is something that we do spiritually. That is something we do mentally <laughs> yeah. all the time, man. And so uh we can we can get into a routine that we have created habits that naturally drive us to beat ourselves up mm. day in and day out. Uh and, and so it's so important to have that prayer time to build those the, the uh, relationships with good life giving men around mm-hmm. us, uh, good life giving women around you, if you're a woman. And so it's so it's so important uh, to have those peers and to, and to have that prayerful mindset and that relationship with God that, that you can find balance in the storm and you can find peace in the middle of the chaos. Because if you don't watch out that beating, that constant beating wears and tears on your mind just as much and your body, uh, just as much as the weight room, uh, hmm. and and it can cause physical uh, ailments. Anxiety can yeah. cause can wreak havoc on oneself, and so that person right now that that may be struggling in the area of insecurity or in that area of uh, you know just a mental block, a a spiritual block. Do you have any good news for us? Those, uh, what, what can be, uh, those words to, to get somebody up and, and moving forward that's on the couch Maybe not out of sheer laziness, but maybe on the on the couch in in depression or yeah. or not really knowing what they want troy yeah,
1: yeah. no that's a, that great that's a great uh, question. I think depression right now is very real, and you know people wanting to change but not having the energy to change my my first and foremost thought would be don 't do it alone i 'm um, a big believer that everybody should have a coach uh, in whatever area you 're struggling in so if you 're struggling. To find the motivation to get as healthy and fit, find a coach, and find a coach that's willing to 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 sit with you in in these these really hard places. Like I'm I'm so many things to my clients. Uh, I'm a, I'm a personal trainer. I'm a minister. I'm a healer. I'm a listener, and I dig deep. You know, just like we're talking about the 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 wise. The I'm willing to ask those, those difficult questions out of love. So I would find a coach, trainer, somebody, if, if your belief is Christianity, is, is find a trainer that's, that will integrate faith and fitness and not just worry about you know, how many calories you're burning, how many uh, calories you're eating, uh, exercise prescription, all important stuff. But find somebody that's willing to help you grow physically, mentally, and spiritually. So the number one thing I would say is don't do this alone. Um, here's a, a kind of a, a sad statistic: is only about three to five percent of people who lose weight or set out to change around a physical goal make you know make that a reality. It's ninety-five percent of us don't make the changes that we intend to change. And I believe it's because we don't dig deeper into the spiritual side and change our mindset. Um, you know, we need to be renew our mind first and foremost, but we got to have somebody to help us with that. Like I, I mentioned, I've been working with a, a business life coach for over four years and I would not be here. Um, if it wasn't for her and, And I know the clients wouldn't be where they're at if they didn't hire me as their their coach. And just like your clients wouldn't be uh, as far along if they didn't have you as your life coach, Dustin. So just don't do it alone. Find somebody you can be accountable to, but in a loving place.
0: You know, accountability is so huge. And that goes for any one of us. I believe we should all have an accountability partner of some sort because uh, here's the thing, like you said, we can't do it alone. We're not called to do it alone. God is relational. So, of course, we're created in His image. In the Imago Dei, we are to be relational, and and there's so much life to live, and there's so much goodness out there. I think we can get caught up and wrapped up and uh, uh, just brought down by the things of this world, but we know Uh, that these things are going to intensify. We know that all of this stuff is going to increase like labor pains. And we just strive to do the best and be the best voice in this world as we can be, uh, being in the world, but not of it. And so I think a big, big step is realizing that there is a plan and a purpose for our lives. As men, we are called to rise up. We are called to stand up and lead our family Mm. and lead them powerfully Uh, and and to recognize that if you don't have a family yet, recognize that the who you are is important, but who you're becoming is just as important. And so what are we doing in our lives for our day to day that are leading us to a better tomorrow than we are today because we're that much better than we were yesterday. And so allowing that growth mindset to really creep in and find a place to live inside of your heart, inside of your mind and, and saying, Hey, I, I can't do it all, but I can do something. Hey, right. I don't know it all, but I can learn something. In my opinion, the day that we um, stop learning is the day we die mentally, physically, and spiritually. And, and so moving, moving. Yeah, I, from, yeah go ahead. Amen.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, I think leading by example is super important. I, you know, I think, uh, how we're showing up in the world. Um, you know, if you, if you're a father, um, just going out and playing with your kid or you know going on a bike ride together or getting in the gym together uh just being a role model you know how are we eating how are we taking care of ourselves uh we don't even have to say anything i have two kids uh my son is 24 my daughter is 23 they're both passionate about health and fitness and nutrition. And I just led by example. Now we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to have the perfect body. We don't have to eat perfectly, but I think we do have to take some initiative around those things and be willing to, to teach our kids. Why, why do we eat healthy? Well, it's, This is why. This is why we want to eat fruits and vegetables. It's not about preaching. It's about leading and helping them understand. And, you know, we have for the first time, our kids are going to have a shorter lifespan than we are. And if that doesn't say something about the health of our society, it just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to see a child struggle with their weight struggle with obesity it doesn't need to be that way and it's they're just set up for failure and i think we just need to change that that trend of um that decline in health and you look at our healthcare; um it's just it's broken it's so broken um but we we can do is we can control what we're doing ourselves and help teach our kids and be models for them and break this uh, terrible, I think, tragedy that we're in. I mean, you know, COVID-19 is horrible, horrible pandemic, but we don't talk about all the disease that's caused by um, obesity and um, lifestyle and stuff like that, that we actually have control over. Um, that's probably another, another story for another podcast,
0: you know, uh, but, but speaking of that, how important is fitness and, and eating right? You you know, I'm not saying just be food Nazi, but like, but like just, you, you know, eating right and, and exercising, how important is that in, in just overall health control? I mean,
1: absolutely. I mean, we're, you know, immune system right now is big, right? Because of the COVID-19. I'm going to do everything that I can to build up my immune system. And that comes through a number of things. Proper sleep. You know, most people don't get enough sleep, probably including myself. Uh, Managing stress. You talked about that. Three out of four doctor's visits are due to stress. Um, We look at proper vitamin and mineral intake through fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds. And all that, um, is super important. Uh, supplementation maybe with probiotics and things like that. Um, just general walking for fitness. We don't have to do these crazy things. If you go out and walk and get 10,000 steps, most days of the week, you're going to be a healthy individual. We've become a sedentary society. We've become people that, um, Look at c- computers seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day. We're on social media. We got poor posture. Uh, we don't practice proper breathing, meditation. It's like there's so many things, but if you just spend 10, 15, 20 minutes a day, it doesn't take a lot of time. A lot of my workouts, Dustin, um, are 15 to 20 minutes. I do sets of push ups and pull ups many times that's all I do in a day. I just make sure I move and I get ten, fifteen, twenty thousand steps a day. Um say you're only getting maybe you're only getting three thousand steps a day right now. Try to get four thousand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Try to get five thousand. Don't go from three to ten. Go from three to four and then go from four to five. We
0: Yes. Just
1: got to take small baby steps. We got to give ourselves grace. Uh, sometimes it feels so overwhelming. Maybe you're a hundred pounds overweight. Um, that's a difficult thing to overcome, mm. but I've seen it happen. You just lose one pound at a time. You just keep showing up. Um, I got to, um, over my, my desk where I I do my podcast, it's called the essence of persistence. It says the race goes not always to the swift, but to those who keep running, you have powers you never dreamed of. You are capable of doing things you never thought possible. There are no limitations on what you can do, but you just got to keep showing up. You got to do the work. And when you do that, good things will happen. I promise you.
0: You know, that's so huge. Just keep showing up. Like I can't, I can't stress that enough. And you're going to fail. You are going to fail. The, the greatest basketball player to ever touch a basketball, Michael Jordan. We can debate that all day, but there's really no debate. He's the greatest. And so, uh, <laughs> you, you know, it's like uh, he said, you know, I have failed over and over and over. And that is why I succeed. He said it uh, much more cooler than that, but you know, it's it's because of failure and being okay and willing to fail that you will succeed because you keep showing up. Mm, yeah. And so yeah. now, Troy, uh, before we kind of before we kind of wrap this up, I want to respect mm-hmm. your time and all of that. Sure. If there um if there is someone listening right now, you never get a chance to speak to them again and they are uh, uh, a young man uh, or, or young boy. And, and, and they just don't, they, they just don't know the next step to take. Mm. They don't, they don't quite, they haven't quite internalized that fire um, to, to dive into their spiritual health in uh, mm. their, in their physical health. Uh, what do you tell that young man?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's a great question. I I would first and foremost, be pray about finding a mentor. I, I wish I had somebody at that age, maybe 18, 21, 24, uh, somebody that uh, had a gym church, <laughs> you know, somebody that uh, connected this, this physical piece with the spiritual piece. So i first and foremost would pray about that. Um, I would, I would tell them to make it more than just about the fitness. I would say, um, start reading your Bible. I would say um, tie your fitness and faith together. Maybe find some scriptures that are motivating, find some spiritual books that uh, are inspiring. Um, Even, you know, picking up some, some books around faith and fitness. You know, sometimes you don't have a mentor, but you can, you can start to read, start to, you know, maybe go to faith and fitness magazine and see other people that are living this lifestyle and start to, to, to emulate that. And, um, I think that's, would be a, a great place to start. Um, you know, I look at all the years that I was into fitness and and not having that spiritual peace um, and and how my life maybe would have been different. I'm grateful and I'm, I'm exactly where I'm, I'm meant to be so I can help younger people. Like I, I believe my ministry it's for everybody, but I think it is, what's really intriguing to me, Dustin is, this ministry this barbells and brothers really seems to resonate with 20 30 and maybe up to 40 year olds like that 20 to 40 year old range i think they're looking for something like this
0: i could say um, maybe it,
1: yeah. they're not really into church but they want that spiritual peace um, you know it's it's what's cool about this is this ministry has resonated with with jewish people it's resonated with atheists so you don't have to be a Christian to, to dive into this work. I think you have to be seeking some spiritual guidance. Um, now it is a Christian ministry, but you know, equally love all people. So I actually have an online membership site that anybody can join. There's two weeks that you can do for free. It's it's you go to barbellsandbrothers.com and you can sign up for a two week free trial. And then basically what I do is you get a, you get a daily devotional, And then I do a workout of the week. So there's a theme every week. So the theme for this week is uh, male initiation. So talking about what does that look like? Um, and that basically means dying to self, like dying to my old Troy, that's part of the ritual that I did. And so there's going to be some mentorship right there between me. There's a discussion forum so we can get these discussions going about what's going on in people's lives. So That would be a, a great place to start. Um, if you can't find anybody in your community, or you want to connect with like-minded men that are integrating faith and fitness.
0: Okay, so Troy, um, now right here at at the closing, um, if they want to find out more about you before they dive into that, where 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 could we where could we go? What's the easiest place to find out more about Troy and your ministry and all of that?
1: Yeah, so I got a couple websites. So my name, TroyIsmir.com, ismir.com That talks a lot about me and my story. Uh, I got all my social media stuff up there. The uh, other, BarbellsAndBrothers.com. I also have a podcast. Uh, and if you listen to last week's podcast, it was really good. There was this dude named uh, Dustin Reibenbark on. He's a pretty passionate guy. Uh, he encouraged me. So uh, I would just listen as many podcasts as possible, but so those are the best places I'm on all the social media as Troy Ismere or Barbells and Brothers. And, um, you know, I would love to have more men, uh, come into this Barbells and Brothers, uh, ministry. Uh, and the cool thing is, as we talked on our podcast last week, that people can connect all over the world through, Online through the internet. So this membership site is pretty powerful And uh, I think there's a lot of possibility that we can encourage each other uh, across the globe stepping into being spiritual warriors and The men that God created us to be and I think deep down every man Wants to feel fully alive living our purpose deep down. That's our deepest desire and if we're not doing that, um, we're not going to be happy. We're not going to be fulfilled. We're not going to be full of joy and we're missing out on life. And as you shared with me on, on the, my podcast, life is short. We only get wow. one shot wow. and it's too short not to live our purpose. And it's too short not to be surrounded with other men that are pursuing that same dream.
0: Well, thank you, Troy, so much for that. And and my takeaway is living fully alive. I like that. I love mm-hmm. the ring to that, the sound to that. And I just can't wait uh, to see what Barbells and Brothers and to see what your men's fitness uh, ministry does from here. Uh, it is it is so exciting to be a part and, and watch you guys. And And even though you're in Colorado, I'm mm-hmm. in Alabama, we're able to connect, thank goodness, to – uh, technology. And so anybody that wants to reach out to Troy, find out more about Troy, go to those websites, go to all of those groups. Uh, and, and so, cause there's no distance too far, not nowadays. And so, <laughs> uh, again, Troy, thank you very much. And, uh, as for our listeners, I will see you in the next couple of days.